I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese, Minigo Giazopoulos. I have a dream. Arnie Cut. Bartler. Eh, the fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy have asked to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goo blood. He has the goo blood. Get out! Get out, man, you ain't that... Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is he a fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew Stoke were that good. Not very good either. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Only Fans Football Podcast. Kieran, you join us live. Sorry, um, looking at Sky Sports, you are enamoured by Daniel Sturridge and uh, Jamie Carrigan. We are sat here. Sorry, not very unexpectedly, Adam. I wasn't really expecting that. You know? <laughs> We're sat here Tuesday, uh, the fourth of April. The sun is shining in Dublin, and we're inside. Are you sure about that? <laughs> Quite a bit, to be fair. <laughs> what the clouds are shining out there? I know it's nice. It's, it's a nice evening. I don't think it's a nice evening. Um, You're deluded. Yeah, I know. About to be a whole lot more grim um, when we watch this Liverpool Chelsea match. Um, for anyone listening to us there, and you could probably hear Daniel Sturridge in the background. They were recreating Daniel Sturridge's equalising goal in the game in 2018. And uh, I think that finished one all that day. Um, but yeah, Kieran, how are you? Not too bad. I'm what, what many people don't know is Daniel Sturridge. Um, <laughs> never won any major trophies with Liverpool. But yeah, he won the Champions League with Chelsea. That's very interesting. Mm. Well, anyways, how are you? I, I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say there. Oh yeah, Daniel Sturridge. He played for Poke Clubs. I was, I was sitting there going, I was like, man, everyone knows that. Spalding, uh, he's a professional gambler. Well, yeah, no. I don't know. I, I love Daddy Sturge. I, I think if he had stayed fit for Liverpool, he, he would have been one of Liverpool's best strikers all time. Um, Potentially. Just, we, we have got a few names for this podcast, Kiro. Maybe one of the names could be the Daniel Sturge. I think there is one uh, outstanding name that mm. I gave you earlier on, Adam. Because the big event of the weekend was... Uh, WrestleMania! <laughs> Goes Hollywood, Kiro. And it was very Hollywood the weekend. Um... Man, for anyone who's who, this is like Nirvana for wrestling fans this weekend. Um, I'm sure Ben Casey and myself are the only two involved in this podcast that tuned into it. Um, oh, jeez, that's a great Liverpool team. Christ, Kieran, sorry, I'm, I'm uh, distracted here. Um, <clears throat> but yes, Kieran, over 161,000 fans in attendance um, at the SoFi Stadium in, uh, I think, Hollywood. For a two-night event, 161,000 fans, man. Um, it's fucking unbelievable, isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I was enamoured by the spectacle about, of it all, Adam, because mm. I flicked it on late in the evening on a Saturday yeah. when I had nothing else to watch, really. Ah, um, that's why, that's uh, why. Yeah, 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 essentially. It, it wasn't because we discussed <laughs> we were talking about discussing it this week at all, girl. <laughs> but um, I was don't lie. <laughs> I was amazed that uh, at the Miz and Snoop Dogg presenting. I thought that was 
incredible. Yeah, and there's, there's, Snoop Dogg had quite the weekend um, <laughs> in terms of wrestling. He was one of like three people who competed in both nights, which is a bit mad. Um, the show opened with The Miz and Snoop Dogg. And I don't know why I'm discussing this. Like, we're, like this is going to be the whole podcast. It's not <laughs> like we're discussing the whole podcast. Sorry, the first matches anyways involves John Cena. Kieran. He was done with, without the use of uh, VAR, wasn't he? Kieran, he got robbed. <laughs> the ref got fucking... The ref got, got the old bump on the ground. Wasn't able to move for about 20 minutes. Cena gets the win and then he stands up and is like, yeah, I won. And obviously he didn't because the referee didn't see Kieran. <laughs> the ref holding his head. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, was, um, I was a bit... Happens uh, to be turned around yeah. for reaction as well. That's the best part about it. Yeah, it's almost like a scripted <laughs> entertainment. Like. <laughs> and um, the funny part was, man, um, John Cena, well, it's not funny, this is actually quite like a, a wholesome moment. John Cena is the, I don't know if you noticed, is the number one um, ranked wish maker for be a wish in all of like the world he's granted most wishes for be a wish whatever it's called make a wish so for his entrance man he brought out all the like make wish kids that he done wishes for on that day in california and then i was sitting there with dave i was i was actually out drinking and i, I was in work early the next morning so i didn't stay out i was like oh, i'll stick i'll stick on saturday i was there with dave having a bit of food watching it and I said, they was like, there is no way John Cena is losing this match. He literally has Make Wish kids out here. If he loses this, what the f- like, what the fuck? <laughs> and obviously he loses. And I was sat there going, that is so harsh. <laughs> How can they make him lose? But um, yeah. and did you see the fella doing the Make Wish kids? I've yeah, seen that. Just, with just his thumb a, down. Just a horrible human being. Like, <laughs> what, 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 what stage have you got to a life in America? <laughs> like what stage in life do you have to get to to be born like children who are who are this is their wishes to be involved in something like this and he's like oh, he's born them oh man yeah. <laughs> oh, and anyways um, Snoop D.O.W.G. Kieran was involved then in the uh, father son feud with Rey Mysterio and his son Dominic and it's his actual like real son like it's, it's bonkers it's his real son and <laughs> again I was looking like this like not knowing what was going on and all I heard was one two three and two to four that's uh, Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre yeah. Is, um, yeah ain't nothing but a G thing comes on and Ray Mysterio's driving out to the ground out to the stadium and I was like what the fuck uh, Ray Mysterio then proceeds to batter his son and, and win the match. Man, it was such a spectacle. It was, I was like, what is going on? Um, and then, yeah, I suppose Snoop Dogg then, we fast forward to the next night and shout out to Cabra's very own Seamus. He's from the area of Cabricron and he was in a title match with Gunta. He was from Austria and then Drew McIntyre who's from Scotland and it was for the Intercontinental title and it's the only championship that Seamus hasn't won he's literally won everything in WWE the Royal Rumble Money in the Bank King of the Ring etc he's won it all mm. and this is the one title he hasn't won an unbelievable match like they beat they beat 70s shades to show you every other and um, he was unsuccessful in the end but it was it was a hell of a match and then another Irishman from Bray you had Finn, uh, Finn Balor who was in a hell in a cell man 
It's like they pull out the cell and they, it comes down and then they're getting like tables, they're getting ladders, they're getting chairs. There was a point in the match. He was against Edge, by the way. Shout out to Edge who has a, a, fa- a fixing a, what's the word? A fixation for Ireland. He used to film Vikings here. Like you know the, the TV series yeah. Vikings. He was an extra. I think he played a part in it. I'm not sure. Oh, but, this day. Yeah. <laughs> I see clear. And anyways, he threw a ladder man at Finn Balor at one stage and it, it properly it cut his head open and like to the point where like the head was proper split open. Oh shit. And the referee had to like was like calling all of it was like right here, Ed, fuck off from and he has to get treatment. And they glued his head back together and put staples in it. He finished the match and then he put a picture up on Twitter of just a big gash on his head, man. It was, was fucked it, up. Do you know the way it's scripted? Was that intentionally done? No, or, no, 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 no. Because if you look at it, so there's mm. the, with these things, there's like a certain flow to it. Mm. Edge literally fucks a lot of and it catches. You can see it caught him in the head and straight away, him, I was like, touches his head, like, oh, fuck, there's blood all over my hand. He goes, I'll show you a picture right now. He goes to the, um, a medical person comes out and they, they, glued his head back together and then they here it is there stapled Jesus. together and then and then he finished the match and he was like fairly alright I think and who won Edge won Edge won of course Edge won and then Snoop Dogg got his, his fourth Wrestlemania victory ever <laughs> oh he's seen that on TikTok <laughs> it's fucking unbelievable right <laughs> so the Miz comes out again with Snoop Dogg and Snoop Dogg's like I have a match for you Everyone's like, oh, it's going to be a big surprise. All you hear is cha-ching. Here comes the money. Shane McMahon comes running down the ramp. Makes his big return to WWE. Has a, like, a 30-second match with Miz. But in it, he tears his quad. <laughs> it was, the second night was course man for injuries with that. With Balor got a head injury as well. It just tears his fucking quad. His quad was fucked. So Snoop Dogg, I'm on, I, have to, I have to give Snoop Dogg credit here because there's professionals in this, in like wrestling who, in this situation, they'd have been fucked. They'd be like, right, what do we do? Um, Snoop Dogg literally goes, right, he's fucked. I'm going to jump in. <laughs> Gives the Miz a punch. <laughs> and you could see the referee going, all right, just just go in and just go in. Because obviously they're all, they all know what's going on. Gives the Miz a, a, a people's elbow. <laughs> like the Rock's people's elbow. The fuck? whatever pins him and then stands up and again ain't nothing but a GT goes on and it's like what is going on um, I'm, I'm not gonna lie man I, I've watched it all back one of the best WrestleManias in recent years it looked really good oh, it was just, we're just bringing the glamour back to WWE in this podcast yeah it was, it was just fucking hilarious <laughs> me and Dave said for years that we were gonna go to WrestleMania and we always said WrestleMania 40 because we were like oh we'll be men by then and we'll have like our life in order and stuff and we were sat there watching it last night when I came off work. We're like, we should have went to this one. This one was fucking quality. Yeah. And WrestleMania 40 is next year as well. So we've missed it by one. But uh, yeah, you never know what next year holds. But Kieran, that was my weekend. I am an incredibly sad bastard. <laughs> but that was it. And I watched football as well. And that, that was it, Kieran. That was Jeez, how I lived my that's life. That's a shameful way to live your life. I know, it's terrible, isn't it? It's, it's awful. <laughs> and we're going to be spending this weekend watching golf instead of wrestling. <laughs> it's awful, man. Who do you have for the Masters? Um, I'm going to go uh, Cam Smith. Cam Smith. Cam Smith or Shane Larry. Interesting. Mm. Easter weekend. I fancy Rory this week. Rory McIlroy. Okay. Um, who do you think will win the golf? Kieran, <laughs> <laughs> apart from watching WrestleMania, what else did you get up to this weekend? We, uh, we found ourselves, sorry, in Tolka Park or Friday night. <laughs> 
in the most miserable Friday night ever. It was so wet, man. Like, I've never seen, but I have seen weather like that. Um, shells nil, 31. Um, the referee in the game sends off Paddy Barrett at one point for a second bookable offence for something that was no more. I wouldn't even say it was a foul, to be honest. And shells looked decent up till that point. Derry kind of just kept my arm's length towards the end of the game, but what did you make of the game overall? Um, am I wrong in saying that I left after eight minutes at him? I wasn't really, I wasn't really phased by that game at all because the rain was so heavy. annoying, yeah, yeah. heavy uh, rain dripping on my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the waffle fries were great as always in Fall <laughs> uh, Park, but. Mm. Um, yeah, I actually seen a duck walking around Tolka Park. I was very confused <laughs> walking around because I thought it was in the Tolka. Um, but yeah, I, the game itself, I, I wasn't really uh, paying much attention because the, the rain was that bad. But it looked to me like Shells actually grew into the game a bit more yeah, when they conceded. Mm. Um, yeah, the, four, the first few minutes were nervy, and like, there you get a goal from a corner again. That's kind of been Shells' weak point this season is conceding from set pieces. Um, Ryan Graydon gets in put, puts the goal in from the corner as I said Shells got into the game though really well in fairness to them and they kind of put it up to Derry for large parts of the game and I, I do feel like the sending off kind of changed the game completely because it's it's a case of Shells not wanting to over exact anything and kind of leave themselves vulnerable and Derry are kind Derry kind of now look we're 1-0 up now we can keep your arms length and that's kind of how the game pan now I do think Shells did play very well Um and yeah, that was that. We move on to Cork 1, Jota 1. Um, yeah, not much right home here. Got Ali Gilchrist, what a name, the Scottish centre-half. For Cork, he, used to, he won the league with Shells. A couple of seasons back, he got a long goal in the game. For Jota, Cork now find themselves in ninth and Jota up to fifth. We wouldn't have said that at the start of the season, in fairness. Shamrock Rovers get their first win of the season, Kieran. In a four 0 victory over Dundalk in Oriel Park, Roy Gaffney, Lee Grace, Johnny Kenny, and Graham Bork all on the score sheet. Robbie Benson got sent off for Dundalk in the game as well. Um, I suppose the main takeaway from this is Rovers finally getting a win. Wow, it took a long time, mm. a long, long time. One win, five draws, and one loss um, for Shamrock Rovers so far this season. They take on Bowes on Friday night. The game is live on Virgin Media. Um, it should be a tasty affair. Yeah, are you commentating? I well, I don't wish. I'm in, I'm in UCD for. It. I would have thought Kerr would would call you up, Adam. <laughs> imagine, imagine me and Brian Kerr on the game for that. Jesus, swept. Um, what's it? Have you got a quick prediction? Because um, Bowes obviously they moved on. They got a one 0 win over Sligo, as well away on Saturday evening. Um, it was a goal from. <laughs> what a name Christian Novak for Bowes in the 83rd minute and there was actually a chance for the Sligo goalkeeper um, Luke McNicholas in the last minute from the corner and I don't know if I'm being harsh here but he's in such good position in the box that he absolutely has to score like I was I was looking at it and I was like you have to score that there's no way you're missing that wow the goalkeeper and I know yeah in the 93rd <laughs> minute it would have been great but um, a quick prediction for Bowes and Rovers I think Ian Asses does not get out but Little spoiler here, you know. I, I fancy both with the form yeah. in. Yeah, absolutely. And especially getting that win against Saigo. I was going to say Patch 3, UCD nil. Chris Forrester and the American boy Jake Mulraney on the score sheet for them. Pats as well. They haven't been doing too great either. They're 8th they're at the minute. 
But that is our League of Ireland update as always. <laughs> we'll move on, Kieran, to... Um, do you know what? We'll be starting with the managerial shopping block. It was such a good segment last week, Kieran. Went down like a tree with everybody. What do I hear? Do I hear Freddie Mercury? <laughs> So Kieran, first up on the managerial chopping block this week is Brendan Rogers. Kieran, over to you. Another one bites the dust. He's gone, Adam. Mm. Sacked. Well, he wasn't really. I know you like to say they left. Well, he, did, he did leave. Yeah, no, but <laughs> I, I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. He was sacked. In my opinion, the board didn't want him. Okay. He was sacked. I think the fact they couldn't afford to sack him is the reason he left. He probably yeah. said here. Um, it's time to call it a day. It's time to go, whatever, mm. you know. Um, I, I don't think it was a case of he left out of nowhere to go to a better club, yeah. you know. Mm. Um, so that's why I think he was sacked. Um, and yeah, Leicester in off form, they lost 2-1 at the weekend to Palace. Mm. So you will get into that game a bit later on. But um, What do you think of Roger's job overall at Leicester? I, 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 to be honest with you, I think they'll look back on it and... We're, we're going to get on to relegation battle now, later on and look at this season could end poorly for Leicester. But I think we we will look back in the years to come, especially Leicester fans, and they will say Rodgers done an exceptional job. Given the circumstances of what happened at the club and what they kind of went through and stuff like that. And then, look, you had the FA Cup run, beating themselves in the final. Like He achieved a lot. And after that final, they spent... They tried to spend all the money on the Europa League and okay, it didn't quite work out for them in the end but I, I, I think given the circumstances of Leicester right now like Leicester are still quite a good team they still have really good players they're just not playing as a unit and they're not they're completely out of form no confidence um, like you see the goal they scored the weekend Pereira's goal it was fucking unbelievable like they still have good players um, but I think they look back fondly on Rodgers and well, however this season ends they might they might slate him for that but I, I think he I think he's done as, as good a job as he could, really. Yeah, I think I think it ended for me with Rodgers when at the start of this season. I think he lost the dressing room a bit. Mm. Um, I think his first few seasons win the FA Cup was good. Um, but I do think this last season and a half or so has put a bit of a damper on his time. Mm. You know, I don't he, think he's a manager that Leicester fans will miss. He's the... Uh, I, I think I think hindsight's a great thing. Uh, I disagree with you there. I think there will be a point where they look back and go, you know what, we had a good time with Brendan. Trips in Europe, you know, the FA Cup win. Players like Fafana coming in, bringing, making them the players they are now, shipping them off to Chelsea, stuff like that. Like, I think I, 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 I tend to disagree with you most of the time, but I disagree with you there. I think, I think Roger's done mm-hmm. a good job. and I think it was the right time to go, don't get me wrong, but... I think Leicester probably left it too late, man, to be honest. Absolutely. Kieran, next on the chop block is someone who actually did get sacked from Chelsea. The magician, Graham Potter, Kieran. Potter. Potter. <laughs> Another one bites the dust. Um, I'm just going to let you around for a few minutes while I sit here, drink water, and uh, look happy real. Kieran, take it away. I, th- I don't really have much to say, Adam. I think the decision was made after that 2-0 loss at Villa it, it just hasn't been good enough like slipping to 11th place he hasn't won I think he's won 3 matches in about 24 games or something mm. um, in, in the league 
Um, his his form in the table since he came in is twelfth. You know, and t- I think Tuchel has something like over a third of the points that Chelsea have gotten this season. So it's just not been good enough. And I don't think he's he got the best out of the players from the offset in January. I think that was the that thing. Was yeah, that was the thing for me that said he's not the he's not the right man. You know, um, I think after that Dortmund first leg, I wasn't convinced. And since then, I haven't been convinced. So you're not that guy, pal. Yeah, he he just wasn't the right person. He's not the the right sort of manager of Chelsea. Mm. Have historically done well with. You know, you look at the the managers they had in the past: Mourinho, mm. big ego, Conte, uh, uh, charisma. Uh, Conte with charisma. Um, we didn't like Sarri because he didn't have charisma. Mm. Uh, we liked Tuchel because he had charisma. I think charisma is a very important thing in that job. Mm, I think as well. <clears throat> the, the the culture at Chelsea is trying to be changed. Do you know the sacking culture of you know sack one, bring one in. Hopefully it goes well, and then when that goes wrong, get them out at the first opportunity. There was plenty of opportunities to get rid of Potter before now. I think it's fair to say, um, and I think you probably said to yourself then that he was gonna stay. He was gonna be let build the team, and look, it it didn't pan out that way. Um, I think look. I don't think Chelsea fans are missing in the slightest, but I I do find it very interesting. I, I do think that there will be a point where um, something has to give with Chelsea. You know what I mean? You, you either try to change the culture completely, or you just keep doing what brought you success. And for me, if I'm a Chelsea fan, I don't necessarily mind winning trophies if it's at the cost of a manager every two or three seasons. Yeah, but I think you're bringing up a point that's brought up a lot in the media especially like the, the culture change and stuff I think if you have a right manager no matter what and you give him time then what's what's the big problem you know we had we had two for two and a half years and the fans were happy with Tuchel but yeah again this cutthroat thing comes into it mm. that Abramovich had and Bowley pulls the plug because he threw his toys out of the pram because uh, Tuchel disagreed with him I, I think mm. having a yes man in charge like Potter is the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Mm. You need someone who comes in and collaborates mm. and also isn't a yes man. Has that tendency to disagree like Nagelsmann maybe? Mm. We'll see. Well, we, we had the discussion about Tuchel before and I actually quite like Tuchel. Um, but I've said it, I'm not going to say it again, but I've said it umpteen times that... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, King. <laughs> I've, said it, I've said it plenty of times <laughs> that... Um, if if the situation with Abramovich, Russia and Chelsea wasn't going on last year, that I thought Tuchel would have been sacked, and that that's down to a lot of different factors, you know, losing the so. final. Now, the way Abramovich managed his club, if you lost finals, if you if you couldn't work with investments he made, then ultimately they were sacked. That's uh, that's usually what happened with Abramovich. So I I think too. I disagree. As, as much as Chelsea fans liked him, I still think Tuchel would have been sacked. I disagree. At one point under Abramovich. And the loss at Hadrick Split, or who was it? Zagreb, Dino Zagreb, and then Leeds as well. Like, I do think Tuchel was kind of living a bit of a charmed life at times. Um, but he brought Chelsea European glory, that's the thing. So, what you can't deny the man of that, and he is a quality manager. I just think the three finals lost, FA Cup twice in the League Cup, and then Lukaku not working out. I don't think about He lost two of those finals to a very good Liverpool team, though. Yeah, no, that's Kieran. I'm, I'm just saying. I, I completely agree with you, but mm. I, I just don't personally think that Abramovich would have kept him on as much as Chelsea fans loved him. I, I think there would have come a point where he would have went. 
get rid you know I think that I think <coughs> the culture was already at change before uh, Ramovic uh, left though um, you know you've seen Sarri get a bit more time than maybe uh, another manager won in the past you know mm. um, when he lost 4-0 to City that time um, and Sarri in my opinion wasn't sacked he was bought out by Juventus but um, yeah I, I disagree with that because I think Tuchel um, Tuchel would have got more time definitely uh, he won. He won the Champions League. Mm. Um, he got Chelsea European football. And I think the expectations of winning trophies sort of tampered at that point for Bramwich. Mm. We've seen the quality of the league improve over the last few mm. seasons. So I don't know. I I think Tuchel definitely was the, the right do man. Do you think the league is <laughs> upgrading quality this season compared to last season? The Premier League. This season compared to last season, no. Well, this is a bit of a blip here, but. The last oh, four think, or five seasons, it's unrealistic to compare a Chelsea team fighting against a very good Liverpool and a very good Man City team. If you, That's what I'm trying to say. If you go back to our third episode of season one, Only Fans Football Podcast, you had Chelsea winning the Premier League. Because explain. What do you mean explain? You're saying it's unrealistic to compete with Liverpool and Chelsea being as good as they were, but you also had Chelsea to win the Premier League over Liverpool and Chelsea. A Liverpool team who nearly went down to win the quadruple and a City team who won the Premier League in the last day. So is it, it's either unrealistic or it's realistic to compare him to Klopp and Guardiola's Liverpool and City? Like, which, which is it? Well, I think that was the Chelsea team at the start of their build. And maybe I was a bit unrealistic at the time, saying we would win the Premier League. Mm. And maybe it was out of a, a tiny bit of satire that I said that. You know, I, I don't think that was... I know, you well, I know you well enough to know it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I don't think it was, Adam. Um, I think that was to be taken out of jest. But I knew that at the start, that, that that was the start of a build. And, yeah, I just think it was premature to sack Tuchel. That's all I'm saying. And you know what? I said it before in this podcast the last few weeks. Bowley is made up to be an awful Egypt for sacking this mm. season. Because if you kept them, you would have gotten top four, or at least got European football. So I, I find as well the point about having not having a yes man and having someone that goes against the grain. I find that very interesting because I think ultimately it was the fact that Tuchel stood up for himself that Bali was like, right, you're gone. You know what I mean? And the rumor was that Bali wanted Ronaldo, wasn't it? And Tuchel was like, no, not for me, not for this team. I, I, I have a different vision for this team. Todd didn't like that, so I, I think I, I do think the next manager. That's problematic, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. Well, it's essentially yeah. dictatorship. That's what you're talking about. It's, um, it's it's someone who doesn't know football running the club. <laughs> yeah, but but it begs the question: Is who who did Chelsea bring in? Because I I think Nagelsmann. I, I'd be very wary of Nagelsmann. I, I'd be serious, which I'd be very very wary with Nagelsmann. Mm. Um. I still think he would have won the league with Bayern this season, to be fair to him. I don't think that was our question. Um, I think Bayern acted because they knew Tilk would be taken by Chelsea because Chelsea were going to sack um, Potter at one point. But I, I'd just be very wary of who Chelsea get in because if it is someone like Tuchel, then that won't last. That that simply won't last. But if it's, if it's someone like Potter, and when I say that, I don't mean tactically like Potter. I mean someone who can kind of work with what he's got maybe something like Pochettino you could be looking at something that could work but again 
I don't know if I don't know if Pochettino would be the right man. I, I I think I think it's a very complex situation at Chelsea at the minute to yeah. kind of put a, a full stop at this. Yeah, that, that's this week's elongated edition of the managerial chopping block here. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the thirteen <laughs> seconds this season, man. <laughs> Moving on now, Kieran, to the Premier League action this weekend. We'll start off Saturday morning, Kieran. I was actually not watching this live, to be honest with you. I was in work and there was people watching it on a phone. So that's how I was watching it. Wow, a portable device, Adam. Very yeah. nice way to watch a match. I know, there's absolutely much better ways to watch a game of football. Um, but Manchester City 4, Liverpool 1 what can I say it's just it's, it's terrible like you know what I mean it's like <laughs> it was it was very it bad was it was grim it was I've I seen I've, I've watched the game back since the first half um, Mo Salah's goal by the way great finish from him and you're like 1-0 Liverpool this is interesting because obviously City have a lot to play for going for the league Liverpool also have a lot to play for trying to get Champions League um, and it just went downhill from there um, Julian Alvarez gets going 27th minute Kevin De Bruyne comes second half Gets gone 46th minute, but in that first half, you were kind of going, This is a nice end to end game. Like, Liverpool could very well get something here, whatever that something is, you don't know. But they could come out with a draw at least. But as I said, second half, see, come out two goals in eight minutes. Um, Ilkay Gundawan has a tap in, De Bruyne gets a goal as well, another tap in, and then Jack Grealish puts the icing on the cake in the 74th minute and puts Liverpool. Away, um, Liverpool just so open at the back, and football football is a weird, weird game. Football is not as simple as look at these players are shit. It, there's a lot of factors into it. I think confidence for Liverpool is a big, big factor. Belief, they don't look like to have any self belief at the minute. Yeah, like usually you'd see Liverpool in a game like this over the last few seasons come out and press City. Yeah, and I just didn't see that from minute one, mm. and that that would have me worried. You mm. know. And, because usually they, they they come out and press City from the off, but it just it wasn't there on Saturday mm. at all. And uh, City just ran right in the end. Yeah, I thought tactically, I did, I did think going forward Liverpool looked well in the first half, though. I did think yeah. the front three done well. There was actually a point in the first half when it was one all, and Rodri already on a booking um, takes down Gakbo and doesn't get carded. And I was sitting there, well, obviously, like, I was told this wouldn't work. So the fellow was, was watching his phone, was like, Rodri should have been sent off, lad. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, should have been the second yellow. Seeing it back, I don't know how he stayed on the pitch. Now, I'm not going to sit here and go, if he gets sent off, Liverpool win the game. Because you can't. That's not how football works. But when things are going fire, they're going fire. When they're not, they're not. And Liverpool have just been so poor. And this is another case of right here. Um, City fully deserving to win and yeah looking back on April last year for Liverpool which is mad a year has gone past already this is this is my favourite month ever supporting Liverpool this one here so Liverpool Liverpool 1 Newcastle 0 up in St James's Liverpool 2 Villarreal 0 at Anfield in Champions League semi-final Liverpool 2 Everton 0 in the Premier League Liverpool 4 Manchester United 0 in the Premier League on a Tuesday night the FA Cup semi-final against Manchester City Liverpool 3 Manchester City 2 the Champions League game between Benfica and Liverpool 3 all Man City 2 all in the Premier League Benfica 3-1 away in the Champions League Watford 2-0 at home 
I, I'm after doing that month in reverse. So I'm not going to do it again. But I, I'm still I'm still fully behind Klopp. As long as we have Jurgen Klopp at the helm, I do believe that form like that can come again. And I'm fully behind Bruno Salter, Adam. <laughs> uh, the, the Daily Mail put him behind a. Uh, uh, a headline today: The forty-two-year-old version. Mm. Uh, I don't. I don't understand. Journalism is absolutely worst here. But a great segue, <laughs> nonetheless. We will move on. Chelsea nil, Aston Villa two. Ollie Watkins, John McGinn on the score sheet for Aston Villa. Ollie Watkins' goal, by the way, chips over Kepa as Ariza Blaga. Um, great finish from him. John McGinn doing really well. Aston Villa have been great under Unai Emery. Kieran. Um, the mic is yours yeah uh, I, I thought it was a really good performance from Aston Villa um, I'm not going to speak too much on Chelsea but um, one of the things that annoyed me was Potter not starting Reese James in his most dangerous right wing back position and mm. um, there was multiple times where the ball went out to Loftus-Cheek and he had the chance to swing the ball in but Loftus-Cheek I, I, I don't know what he's doing playing him there and in, in all honesty I think it cost him his job because he played two full backs in two centre back positions when he had one of our best players this season, Badashili on the bench. Mm. Um, I think fully fit. is the only player who's come in and done well. Exactly, and he had him on the bench um, in place of two full-backs playing centre-back. Mm. I just, it, it wasn't tactically good enough on the day. Um, and I think he brought Kante on for the last 30 minutes and played him right wing. I'm like, mm. are you serious? But uh, Phillips' perspective, very good. Um, I'm very impressed with how they... Compact everything in the middle, forcing everyone out wide, sort of making the opponent break them down. Mm. Um, and they're getting up, they're picking up a lot of points this season doing that, and potentially a chance at Europe. So, be interesting to see. But yeah, I've said enough at Chelsea, I don't want to burn the ears off people. <coughs> uh, West Ham won, Southampton nil, bottom two at start of kickoff here, I believe, Kieran. Um, Aguard with the goal, the Moroccan centre half, Gavin Bazunu in goal for Southampton. I thought it was really poor for this goal. I'm not, I'm, I don't want to slay him, but I thought he was really poor here. Um, elsewhere in the league, Arsenal 4, Leeds 1. Jesus with a peno and then another goal. Ben White with a goal and Granit Xhaka on the score sheet to make a 4-1. Leeds really poor on the day. I think it's fair to say Christensen got the goal for them, but not a whole lot to write home there. Crystal Palace 2, Leicester 1. Roy Hodgson is back, baby. Incre- incredible I, I couldn't believe this game man. I could not believe this again I was in work looking at it on, on live score and I seen Leicester 1-0 I was like alright Palace are fucked oh yeah the relegate yeah. and, and then I stuck it back on about 45 an hour to, to, 45 minutes to an hour later and seen that Palace had won couldn't believe it Iverson with long goal bit of a harsh one for himself it was an SA free kick. Comes back off the post and hits him in the back. John, <laughs> I love goals like that. <laughs> I hate them. Jean-Philippe Mateta with the match winner man in the 94th minute. And Chris Sellhorse Park nearly came unglued. Um, it was a great finish from he's, him. He's fucking built, isn't he? He's I, fucking massive. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's really, really tall. Um, he's just a good player, isn't he? Oh, and he's back. <laughs> yeah, born with two, full of one. James Tavernier, no, it's not James Tavernier, Marcus Tavernier with the goal. What a goal, though. Yeah, it was a good goal. What about Pereira with a goal as well for Fulham, and then Dominic Solanke. This is the Dominic Solanke derby, Kieran, when we think about it. nil all here at the minute. <laughs> you can say that about a lot of players, Adam. True, he got the match winner in the 79th minute. A scrappy shit goal. Yeah. yeah. Forrest won, Wolves won, Brendan Johnson with a goal in the 38th minute. 
Daniel Podence with a goal in the 83rd minute. I like symmetry like that. Do you know? Yeah. One goal in the 38, the other in the 83rd. Do you know? This was one of the most interesting games of the weekend, Adam. Mm. You had Podence spitting on, on a player. Yeah. You had Steve Cooper, you had Ned Schneebly turning into Ned Stark. He was fighting Lopetegui. Like, Schneebly! Like, it was a mad game, man. Was, I think was. Wolves. There's a bit of boy between them, man. I think it goes back to the FA Cup game a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Did you see that one? I didn't know. It went to penalties and they were given at large against each other. It was it was quite sensational. As we're talking about Nottingham Forest, they've just got one up, <laughs> one nil up against Leeds. This is going to be an awful podcast. That would have turned us into Gillette. I know, yeah. <laughs> Wolves also robbed of another penalty this weekend. They'll be starting yeah, there's agenda against mm. them. You know? Absolutely. Brighton 3, Brentford 3. Kero Mutoma, Danny Welbeck, the Rizzler, Alexis McAllister on the score sheet for Brighton, Pontus Janssen, Ivan Tony, Ethan Pinnock on the score sheet for Brentford. These are two of the best sides in the Premier League this season, and it's no surprise, Kieran, that this game was of such high quality three all in the end, as we said. Did you see Mutoma's goal? I didn't know. Cracker man. What a player. What a player. One of the, I think honestly one of the most underrated players this season. Do you know he's twenty seven years old though? What? I or I I think he's coming towards the peak of his career now. Already. That's mad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was at Union Saint Shula. So that's yeah, yeah. a Brighton connection. Oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah. They what? They have a relationship, have they? Well, I think we've talked about that club in the past. The, we have the Union, owner Union Saint Gilles. The owner owns Brighton as well. Oh, okay, right, right. I, I think that's the whole thing behind. Right, okay. So. Um, the last two games, Kieran, that we're going to chat about. Newcastle 2, these games give me great joy before we get into it, by the way. Newcastle 2, Manchester United 0, Joe Willock in the 65th minute and Callum Wilson in the 88th um, on the score sheet for Newcastle. New Man United, man, <laughs> right? We're so poor in this game. Like, I mean, so poor. Mm. Like, in the first half, Newcastle had 11 shots on target. United had none. Like, United were... Incredibly, incredibly poor the weekend. Newcastle could have won the game about 6 or 7 nil. A genuine poor performance in Manchester United. And I'd be worried if I was a United fan. Because from the from the minute they won the League Cup, man, everyone was saying things like, look at United are back, you know. We're going to win the quadruple, we're going to win the treble. Gary Vav, he's he's a big perpetrator of this. And they, they've barely looked like winning the game of football since. Yeah, never I think mind, they, never mind winning the trophy. They've slowed down a lot since since that that hype, and mm. um, they haven't really won many games in the league at least. So, yeah, uh, it's between them Spurs and Newcastle for that top four spot. Um, I, I I think you can go further down the list as well, man. To be honest, I think you can look at the likes of Brighton who are sixth, um, Brentford are eighth, Liverpool are seventh. Like I, I think Aston Villa are ninth. I think any one of them. Can can nearly creep into that. Yeah, but realistically, signing into me earlier. Sorry, I saw it. Why did you do that? Out of disbelief, Adam. I think realistically, uh, it's between those three for top four for me. Mm. Who do you think is going to get it? Top four. Uh, I'll go for Newcastle. I'll go for United. I think it's going to go that way. I think Spurs are shambles of a club, and I don't know. I I don't know what direction they're going in. Yeah, another good segue there, Kieran. Is everything draw one all with Spurs <laughs> in the Monday night fixture? Um, Harry Kane has a bit of a tangle I hope he's feeling okay now because this was a bit of a hard, hard clash with Abdoulaye Ducouré. Um there was absolutely nothing in it Ducouré gets sent off Harry Kane more play acting um, 
the delayed five second going down. Yeah, oh, man, he's he's a disgrace at times. Harry Kane. He's done it against Italy as well, where I think if anyone else did it, I don't know if you seen what he did against Italy. He rolled back onto the pitch. Mm. I think if anyone else does that, you're not hearing the end of it. Um, he then scores a penalty. Typical. And <laughs> it was it was a sending off for Spurs that kind of got everything back into the game. Lucas Moore decided to decapitate Michael Kane's ankle, and it was Michael Kane who. Got the uh, equaliser. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen this goal. What a goal! Man. Yeah, what a goal! I'm, I'm surprised he could even score, man. I, I didn't think he had his ankle. What? Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't think he had his ankle still attached to his body at that point. But um, it probably cured his uh, lack of ability to play football. <laughs> it was it was the definition of hit and hope, wasn't it? He yeah. definitely didn't mean to do it. But um, yeah, cool. And that was the weekend that was in the Premier League. <laughs> Um, your goal of the week and Michael Keane Adam Michael Keane yeah Michael Keane now I'm going to go with Jean-Philippe Medetta I thought, I thought that he takes it in well man. yeah he does I love, I love when big strikers like like the fellas massive like Peter Crouch when they have a good touch he a just, bit of finesse yeah just rolls yeah. your man and then just puts in the back and I was like I, I love you he's my goal of the week your goal of the week Kieran. Uh Roy Hudson uh, for his Crystal Palace doubters proven wrong uh, many men wish death upon me. I think 50 Cent said that. <laughs> because he looks like you too, girl. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give my God of the Week to Snoop Dogg. <laughs> wow. For his performance at WrestleMania. What a contrast. <laughs> do, 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 do. One, two, three. Two to I apologise for that. You're Snoop Doggy well, Dogg and Roy Hodgins at the door. <laughs> This fella Ronaldo is a cod. Our cod of the week this week is... Graham Potter, Adam. Mm. What the fuck was he doing last weekend? Playing uh, playing people out of position when his job was very evidently on the line. Mm. He's demoted Chelsea to 11th in the league. The bottom half of the table, Adam. I can't defend the man. I can't defend him. I don't suppose it's you, awful. I don't suppose you know the payout he's getting. Uh, 30 million uh, pounds yeah it is another manager gone it's another sad state of affairs for Chelsea Football Club Mm. who keep making these mistakes when will it end long may it last (laughs) right Kieran I'm going to get you now to queue up Daft Punk as we are going around the world in 60 seconds starting off in Italy Luca Ranieri faked an injury so that teammate Sofian Amrabat could break his Ramadan fast in the Fiorentina and Inter Milan game in France Nantes manager Antoine Combare dropped Juan Hajem from the matchday squad after after the player refused to break his Ramadan fast Liga have also took the decision to not allow players to break Ramadan fast mid-game Luca Dean, ex Everton player, came out on Instagram essentially saying that it was a load of bollocks that in 2023 we can allow the game to stop for 20 minutes to make a poor refereeing decision, but we can't allow it to make to break, excuse me, a Ramadan fast. The exclusion from the squad meant nothing as Nantes lost 3 0 to Will Stills Rem. In Germany, their classic era ended 4 2 to Bayern Munich, 4 0 up at one stage. Bayern go two points clear at the top ahead of Borussia Dortmund and four points ahead of Union Berlin and Tour. In Spain, Real Madrid are 6-0 victors over Real Valladolid as Karim Benzema got a hat-trick while fasting for Ramadan. Eden Hazard registered 
and assist on his return. And lastly, in Italy, the big shock of the weekend, Napoli nil, AC Milan 4, Raphael, Brahim Diaz and Salamakers all on the score sheet for, for Milan in the game. Alex Mere did wear Ossiman's mask as it was lucky, but not that lucky Kieran as Napoli remained 16 points clear on top of the Serie A and Lazio in second. So um, the the substitute striker wore Ossiman's mask, was it? No, Mere is a, a goalkeeper for Napoli. Oh, so Ozyman didn't play and he... Yeah, won. yeah, yeah. Ozyman's injured and I think that was one of the reasons why they they struggled. Kvaret, Skelly was very quiet in the game. I think his link up a lot of the time relies on Ozyman. So it was a tough game for him in the end. But um, AC Milan 4-0 in the end. And yeah, Napoli are still going to win the league. I'd be very surprised they didn't at this stage. <laughs> Moving on now, Kieran, to get it out. Sponsored by Alberto right now. Shout out to Alberto. Get it out! We're going to start off this week with a question from me. And as we said, we alluded to it earlier. Quick fire balls, Robert's prediction, Kieran. We're going to, I'm going to get a score off you. Um, I'm going to go one all. You said earlier that balls were going to win you, hey, Kieran. Yeah, well, that's the art of uh, unpredictability, Adam. I'm going to go Rovers three, balls one. Um, Ian says, one manager that has never managed in the Premier League, you could play under, who would it be? Um... I don't want to sound like a broken record at this stage, but Diego Simeone from Eman. I, I love him. I love his work ethic. His work ethic. He, he would be my pick. I'd love to play under Will still. I want to know what he's putting in, in the players' Weetabix to get them winning games. Yeah, I, I was looking at something about Diego Simeone as well. By the way, Will still still hasn't got his manager licence. I don't know if you know, Kieran. But uh, every time he wins a game for him, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this meme going about, but everyone's just slating him for some reason. We're such a country. I, I, we're, everyone in the world is so jealous of anyone, aren't they? Will still mm-hmm. genuinely doing a good job. I've seen something about Diego Simeone before, about his seasons before he got to Atletico Madrid. So Atletico Madrid were promoted in 2002 um, oh, no. to La Liga. And for the next nine seasons, Kieran, they finished 11th, 7th, 11th, 10th, 7th, 4th, 4th. 9th and 7th and when Simeone joined them in 2011-2012 they finished 3rd 1st 3rd 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 2nd 2nd 3rd 1st 3rd I think Diego Simeone is one of the best in the world man I, 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 I personally he's the only manager I want to replace Klopp if, if Jorgen's ever to go yeah he is a good manager don't get me wrong but I think it's another case of his style of football isn't really suited to the modern game in my opinion I don't know I, I definitely think there's a place for Gary says, and this is an interesting one because he's asked a question about his boss um, who also listens to the podcast. Shout out to Jack Ryan. Honest opinion of Jack Ryan. Uh, Jack's a lovely fellow. I, I don't think you've met Jack before, have you? I may have. I think you might have met, met him at the uh, Cup Final, Carol. Right. In November. Yeah, Jack's a lovely fella. Jack plays golf with Dave. They went away with each other. Jack's just a nice bloke. I really like Jack. He supported the OnlyFans football podcast by purchasing a sweatshirt as well. And anyone who has one, if you do enjoy it, please do share how much you enjoy it on Instagram and tag us in it. And, uh, yeah, be happy. Be merry. Um, Gary also responded with a picture of, and the question, thoughts on Paddy Murphy and Jonathan Morley, Kieran. I think they're, they're, they're lads who get a lot of hatred for what they do. A typical thing in this country. They put themselves out there and probably do it on purpose to troll a lot of people. Mm. And... Yeah, get a lot of hate as a result. But you know what? All, all, all fair still them, they're doing well. What about you? Two agents. Two agents, um, yeah. Jack Ryan yeah. says, thoughts on Porter rejecting the Leicester job. 
I, I think if I'm Graham Potter, I'd probably stay out of the game for a while. Yeah, I think he was right to reject it. Um, I think the manager needs a break after doing a job so big, and he's probably stressed out of his mind. Yeah. Yeah. I think Graham Potter is the type of manager that suits managing a smaller side, that he can almost tinker to, make a certain plan for a certain game, bring in certain players, etc. At Chelsea, you had to win games, you had to play a certain way. And look, it just didn't work out for him. Yeah. And by the way, we talked about Ramadan earlier. Fair play for the Premier League there, allowing the players who are fast of Ramadan to take a break and consume some more or whatever. Because I, I think it's fucking disgrace with that league. Aren't doing it. And it took for a player to fake an injury in the Serie A for them to allow them to break their fast. But whatever. Um, Carl Brennan says, if you could only watch one sport for the rest of your life, what would it be, Kieran? Um, interesting one. I don't know if I could watch football all the time. As much as I love it. Right. I don't think I'd sit there and watch forever. Um, I think I'd watch golf all the time, Adam. Mm. Just because I'm really interested in it. I, I would go with football. Absolutely all day, every day. Um, like, we literally wouldn't be here sat talking about football if it wasn't for the game itself. We wouldn't be sat here doing a podcast without it. Yeah. So... You can watch our golf career. I enjoy the sports entertainment <laughs> that is football. Gary Fav also says, is anyone looking to get into field sales? Kieran, do you know? Field sales. Um, I don't know anyone, Gary, but if I am to find someone, I will be sure to contact you. Do you have a contact number of sorts I can contact? That would be very <laughs> nice. Thank you. Ben Casey, shout out to Ben Casey's sister, as always says, what happened to Shane McMahon's quads on Sunday? Um, they exploded, Ben. They absolutely just imploded. Right in front of us, it was like spontaneous combustion. Um, it was really funny as well because it happened to Vince McMahon, obviously Shane and Max Star at a Royal Rumble years ago, and it was just funny <laughs> that it happened again. History of Penis, that was fucking gas. Um, but yeah, it just exploded, Ben. I hope you enjoyed the rest of my any man. <laughs> Woodser says, Would you rather have fingers for toes or toes for fingers? Ooh, That's a great question, Adam. I'm gonna go fingers for toes. Why? Why? Towels freak people out, man. Imagine shaking someone's hand and she's a four. <laughs> you know what I mean. But you could say the same if if you if you had like massive towels. Yeah, but I think people are gonna think feet are freaky regardless of what's down there. Whereas if you have towels on your hand, I think it doesn't look great. But to be honest with you. I think the reason people don't like towels is because they're part of your feet. So I disagree with you there. I think towels for <laughs> fingers. You know would be better if you had like massive towels on your feet it would look mm. even worse in my opinion mm. if you had like ma- like if your fingers were your feet they'd be very wide and also they wouldn't be able to fit in your shoes you just have to get a bigger shoe curl. yeah but the, the I think I think the concept of a shoe as well re- solely relies on toes so if you don't ha- if you have fingers rather than toes there would be a di- it wouldn't be a shoe it would be a different kind of uh but then you're reshaping protection for your foot like <laughs> you're reshaping the, this is terrible the, the, the societal uh, function of a shoe Adam, yeah. you know? but like this is all hypothetical here I'm not, I'm not challenging <laughs> it's always like, the question <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah, but you give an answer then really? I've, 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 I've given a structured answer and you're just not so have I <laughs> you've just you've just tried to decapitate my answer that's all you've done Adam that's not what I'm trying to do at all that's all you've done well I'd say thousand fingers that's my final answer Craig says favourite wrestling match of all time mind Undertaker versus Triple H Helm the Cell Shawn Michaels special referee 
Um, Jesus Christ, Craig, this is this is an unbelievable question. Yeah. Because I could be here for a while trying to think of an answer. Um, my favorite match of all time is Gunther versus Cabrazon Sheamus in Wales last September. Clash at the castle. It was in the Principality Stadium. I think it was like seventy thousand people there. And it was just a fucking great match. And Seamus from Ireland, he's from Cabra, so yeah, represent. Um, I really like Carlito. Okay. And I also really like Mick Foley. <laughs> but to be honest with you, I can't really name a specific match. But do you remember the we, ones where Mick Foley, the sock, would talk back to him. <laughs> you know, that's do, do you remember we watched um, JBL against Finley that time at WrestleMania 24 in the Lads House? Remember that in Grange Cove? I think so, yeah. And JBL threw a bin at Hornswoggle. Do you remember that? That was a great match as well. Shout out to Finley. Um, Craig also says, best song to ever be played in McGowns. There's a lot of them. Hmm. I remember one time it was jeez I don't even think you were, you'd be allowed in the McGowan's time I think me and Ian and Tom were only 18 at the time and um, we went in with Dave and Rory one Saturday it was it was, in, it was after the new year 2018 and um, we would have been about 19 and anyways me and Ian were, were joking um, in the smoking area and we were getting people to sing Rick Astley <laughs> and like you know what you know never gonna give you up you know you know yeah. so we went we then went into McGowan's and <laughs> we were at the bar all five of us and Rick Astley just came on and I swear to god me Ian and Tom went fucking mad and I could just see Dave Roy going lads when he's ever fucked up <laughs> that's, that's that's probably my favourite McGowan's moment that or um, we've been together for so long. <laughs> that or when it was February, February banker. I'm not February. The Halloween banker last year. Um, I went dressed as Henry Larson of Celtic. Sandman was dressed as I think a nurse or a doctor or something. Shout out to Callum because he was dressed up as a nurse. I think. Um, and Lily Allen came on, and Lily Allen not fair as a fucking belter. So yeah, I, I'd go with not fair Lily Allen or. Uh, that Rick Astley moment with Ian and Tom and Rory and Dave yeah yeah yourself girl um, I really like that song and I only really discovered it in McGill's um, Murder on the Dance Floor oh really? Sophie Alice Bexar Murder it's Murder on the Dance Floor <laughs> hey you better not kill the move DJ, DJ. yeah it's great chill there's been a lot of singing on this episode hasn't there yeah too much. probably too much yeah yeah we're gonna end the cure on Actually, we have two more questions. La- second last one. Kane Moore says... The misery of it all. <laughs> Kane Moore says, why has there been so many bookings in the League of Ireland this year, Kieran? Um, I don't know if you've seen Duffer post-match interview on Friday. He wasn't happy yeah. with the officiating. And he, do you know what? I'm not happy, Tony. He, he was spot on. He was spot on. I think the, the, uh, the reason why, I suppose, is because the level of officiating is so poor. So that, that, that would be the reason for it. And I, I don't think you can look much further than that. I just think the officiating is so poor, it's so inconsistent. Um, it's borderline incompetent at times, if we're being if we're being completely honest. Mm. And yeah, I just say down to bad officiating. To be honest, Karen, what, what do you think? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've seen that interview as well. Mm. You are saying that the standards of the league's gone up and the referees have to join them, isn't it? Yeah, essentially. So, yeah, I think it is. That is the case. Um, I wouldn't know you'd know more than me but mm. I'd say it has a big determinant factor last question from Dan Lavin who was in Prague at the minute I think he says 
What is your favourite cocktail? This is this is oh, Dan. question. Oh Daniel. <laughs> um we were in No Name Bar here on last Thursday with Dan, weren't we? Yeah, um, and very strangely, um do you know the thing the baristas do with the latte art mm. and they sort of bash the is it the frother against the yeah, table? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were doing that with the point of Guinness on them between pours. Mm. They were bashing the point mm. of Guinness between pours. I was fuming. The Guinness was awful. And that made us turn to cocktails, didn't it? Mm. This so is where the question stems from. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to go with Espresso Martini. That Espresso Martini we had there was sensational. Unbelievable. It was sensational. It was worried now after drinking. Like I felt like I, was, I didn't sleep that night at all because there was so much Espresso in it. But, um, it's good yeah. we had so much fun at them. Oh, that's, yeah. that's why as well. And shout out to the chicken floral we had in Centra at two in the morning as well. <laughs> um, awful pack. It was, it was the worst. Uh, Joe, I was actually sorry. Um, Dan also says, last one, last one. He says, Steve Finnan or Seamus Coleman? Steve Finnan. Um, Seamus Coleman, absolutely. All day, all day. Seamus Coleman, unbelievable. Um, and by the way, uh, I didn't answer that question, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Um, sex on the beach, Adam, because you didn't say it. Yeah, and that's an old, an old OnlyFans classic, Karen, yeah. isn't it? Um, my last question, I suppose, to you, Karen, is how many Champions League finals did uh, James Coleman play? How many times was Steve Finn and Kaffir Ireland? How many World Cups did James Coleman play? To? How many um, World Cup times? <laughs> And we'll leave it there so cool. Fuck you. <laughs>